Well, it is good to be here this morning, and uh, I'm thankful uh, for all that God is doing in my life, and I'm excited to see what he continues to do in Jesus' name. Well, I, uh, before we get started, I want to know, let's just go ahead and, and for a brief moment, let's just lift up our voices to the Lord and, and ask that he move in this place. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your strength. I pray that right now, Lord, you would move in this place, Father. I pray for your strength, Lord God. Open our hearts and our understanding to receive your word. I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty. Well, I want to go ahead and start. I want to uh, pose a question. And the question is, why is it that we, uh, we may not feel like doing godly things sometimes? Or why is it that we may not even be concerned with or care about the kingdom of God, the people of God, or the ways of God? Why is it sometimes that we don't feel like doing that? And that's the question. Um, and I think something, this is something we all battle with because sometimes we literally just don't feel like doing it. You ever find yourself, why don't I feel like praying? Why don't I feel like going and, and, and doing godly things? I know that that's something I'm you know, supposed to be about, why is it that I don't feel like doing that? Well, I want to read uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Uh, I'm going to read another version of that. It says that uh, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on or think about what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. So basically it's saying that those who are living carnally, we tend to think carnal. Uh, we make carnal plans. We operate in carnality. Uh, we mind the things of the flesh. If we are after the flesh, that's, that's what we're minding. That's what we are thinking about. It's what we plan on. It's what we do. It's how we operate. It's, uh, we, we do these things according to our flesh. And so sometimes it's going to be difficult if, um, if we're operating in our flesh to do spiritual things. Those who are living spiritual think spiritually, operate in spirituality, um, make spiritual plans. They, uh, we mind the things of the spirit. And so... You know, the underlying thing is it's going to be uh, difficult to operate the way that God wants us to operate if we're operating in our carnality. First um, Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 and then verse 16 says, but the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And then verse 16 says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So the natural man cannot receive the things of God's spirit. Uh, the carnal, natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. That means that doing certain things for God, it might not make sense without his leading. Uh, it might even seem foolish because the things of God are spiritually discerned. Uh, we might not even... Uh, have the mindset to care about people because or, or, or care about the ways of God because 
we're oblivious to God's ways. It's hard to even, so I'm saying before we could even go out there, we might not even recognize what God's ways are, so therefore we can't even go out there and uh, think about being spiritual. We may have a difficult time when we're thinking in our carnality with things like holiness and separation and principles of giving. And uh, we might even have a difficulty time producing the fruit of the spirit because the key word is the spirit. If we're not after the spirit, if we're not uh, allowing God or letting God uh, use us or move in our life, then there's no way we're going to be able to produce this, the fruit of the spirit, which is love and peace and joy and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and, and so on. Because it can be uh, contrary to the desires of the flesh. These things that, were re that I just mentioned, the, the fruit of the spirit. God's ways can be contrary to the flesh. That means uh, it, it doesn't just jive with what your flesh wants. And so sometimes uh, it's going to be a little bit difficult to go out there and produce the fruit of the spirit or operate in spirituality if, if uh, we're not allowing God to lead us. Um, and these, these things that the flesh produces are sexual immorality and impurity and sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, you know, the things of the flesh. Um, and I wanted to highlight these things. Remember that uh, our best efforts are acting holy or are acting uh, separate or are um, doing things for God. Our best efforts are still, they're not, they're not good enough without the leading of the spirit. It falls short. We always uh, we can go through the motions, but there's still something missing because God, it's got to be his work working in us. It's his love that, uh, that illuminates and, and, and shows us the way. It's his spirit that leads us. And if we operate in uh, carnality, there's things that we're going to miss. There's opportunities that we're going to miss. And I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere. Our, our carnally best strategi strategies and plans always fall short of God's ways and his plans. We can become restless resentful, and our Christian, Christianity can become mundane and, and, and boring because get, it's always about our relationship with God. It has to be about his spirit. And so we ask that question, why don't I feel spiritual? Why don't I have these plans? Well, it's about what are we, what are we going after? If we're feeding our flesh and if we're striving to obtain our goals and the things that make us feel good, then there's no way we're going to understand and there's no way that we're going to ever receive because we're not allowing God to transform us. And I'm getting ahead of myself. But we have access to the mind of Christ. That's that second part of that. We have access to the mind of Christ. We have access to his spirit, which reveals the mind, the will, the desires of Christ. We have access to his power to his anointing, to his works, to his call, to his direction. We have access to that. But if we're not walking after it, we're not allowing him to move in our life, then we're not. We're going to always fall short. And our best efforts are always going to fall to the ground. And, and it's always going to leave us uh, upset and, and even bored because we're just, we're trying to, like I, uh, I, with Aaron over here, I say a lot, we're trying to be Christians without Christ. We're trying to, uh, do the work of God without God, and it's going to hurt. It's going to 
it's not going to last. It cannot last. We cannot be godly without God. We cannot be spiritual, holy people without his leading in our life. Amen? Amen. And uh, he has made it possible for us to go directly to him, to hear his voice, to feel his presence, to listen to his speaking in our life. What does God want us to do? What is, what is his plans for me? So God's ways are they're different than our feelings sometimes. You know, we, we might want to go out and, and do these things, but, uh, or, or we may not want to go out and do the things of God. And, but his ways are different than our feelings. Feelings are, they'll, they'll fall short. Our feelings, they're not sufficient. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. The, the, another translation says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we must not conform to the ways of the world, to the things of the world. And this is... This can be difficult because we live in this fallen nature, our carnality, our, our humanity, our flesh. By nature, we fall back to sin because we were born into sin and shaped in iniquity. It all started because of Adam, because of sin, because of the choices. Now, remember, uh, this world's operating system or the way that the world works, that thing that we're not supposed to conform to, this operating system is derived from the flesh. That means the way that the things uh, are, the way that they do, the way that the world operates is from carnality, is fleshly, is, uh, is fallen. The, that means conforming is really, really easy. It requires absolutely no effort. Just don't think, and your natural autopilot will take over. I mean, you'll just resort back to your flesh. You see that, you go after it. You want that? You take it. It feels good, just do it. Don't think about what God thinks. Don't think about how it will affect your family. Don't think about the consequences. Don't think about what it will do to your body. Don't think about what it will do to your mind or what it will do to your soul. Just don't think about it. Fall back. Put no effort into your walk with God. Just resort to your own flesh, your own wants, your own desires, and you will find yourself going after that. It's really easy to be conformed to this world. It requires you to not put any effort into your relationship with God. And we, that, you know, the question, what, how come we don't feel like it? How come we don't want to go out there? Well, what is it that we're feeding? What is it that we're walking after? Are we spending any time in our mind, in our relationship with God? Are we, are we, are we conformed to this world? Are we operating in this world's uh, system? Are we just going with the flow? Are we just seeing it, doing it, responding and reacting like animals? We just... We see something, we want it, we go after it. And, and it's the easiest thing for us to do. Sinning is so easy for us to do because it requires really no effort. You just act according to your flesh. And many of us get caught up in the ways of the world. And in turn, it, uh, we think in or we think like we operate in and we make plans according to the flesh. Before we even know it, because we are just operating on autopilot and and we, we, before we know it, our, our plans, the things that we're really going after, the things that entertain us, 
the things that excite us, they're all according to the flesh. Because we've just been coasting. We're just getting by. And we're not allowing the Spirit of God to lead us in our life. The, the second part, verse 6 for Romans 8, says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the end, the end result in this carnal thinking ultimately is, is death. And, and you know what? It's not even just eternal death, but even death in this world. Death, it's not living. It says that the, the spirit, the spiritually minded, it's, it's life it's life and peace. I mean, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so it's, it's funny because the ways of the world, it's, it's so contrary to the ways of God. And, and it's so easy for us to resort to just operating in our flesh. It's so easy for us to fall back and just doing what feels good and feels right and even makes sense sometimes. But the ways of God, they just it can be foolishness. To us, If we don't put on the mind of Christ, if we don't spend time in his presence, if we don't go to him, if we don't allow him to transform us, if we don't allow him to work in our life, then the ways of, of God are, are foolish. They, it doesn't make sense. If we want to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your life, we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind transform that word is metamorpho which comes the word metamorphosis and that's changing from one thing to another like a butterfly we read in second corinthians 5 17 it says that the old things have passed away behold all things are become new that's a new creature when we're born again our, our old ways have been washed away and behold, all things are become new. Why would we resort back to old things? Why would we go, we're, if we're a new creature, if, if we have allowed God to work in our life, what is it that we are going after? Is it that we're going after what feels good or do, have we forgotten that we've become a new creature? And that means that he has given us access to life. Not just our operating system, not just what we fall back onto, but the ways of the Lord, his ways, his understanding, his mindset. His life, his breath, his understanding. We can't do it. We can't understand it. We can't even make it without his leading. That's the whole thing. I mean, they were known as Christians because they looked like, they acted like, they operated, and they looked like Christ. They were the example. They were shown to be someone who is after Christ. And let this mind be in you. This renewing, that word, it means renovating. To, to renew our mind, to renovate. That means uh, we might remove old things in our life that lead to death and replace them with new things in our life. Some old things that might be like, I, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I just don't care. I'm going to do it because I want to do it. It feels good. It, I, it, it makes sense. Really, logically, it makes sense. I'm just going to do it, and that's, that's my old way of thinking. But the new way of thinking is God... You're my creator and my savior. You're my redeemer and my healer. This world is not my home and I'm just passing through. I want to do what you want me to do because this whole thing won't make sense, Lord, if I'm not operating through your spirit in your ways. If I'm not giving time and if I'm not seeking after your voice, if I'm not spending time in prayer and allowing you to move in my life, 
if I'm not allowing you to uh, renovate and, and change my mind, if I'm not praying in the spirit and allowing him to guide me, then it's not going to make sense. Then I'm going to keep making bad decisions and bad plans and I'm going to keep operating in carnality. I'm not going to have any purpose. I'm going to feel dead and I'm going to feel like this life doesn't make sense. I'm going to keep going and banging my head on the wall. I'm going to keep crying out, Lord, why don't you hear me? What are you doing? And I'm still not listening to what he's saying. And he wants us to listen to his voice, to walk after him, to walk after his spirit, because the ways of this world lead to death. The operating system of this world, the things that me and you fall back on, will lead to death. Our, sometimes we have good ideas, but they're not necessarily God ideas. That means sometimes it might make sense to just quickly, okay, we'll just go ahead and do that. But you know what? God's ways, if we're prayed up and allowing his spirit to move in us, he might show you that's not a good decision. You know what? It might make sense to the world, but see what's going on over here. I want you to do this. And if we're not allowing God to move in our life, then we're going to miss out on opportunities. We're going to miss out on not just uh, opportunities to help reach the world, but even opportunities for our own self. Because there are things that God wants to show you. Because there are things that God wants to, there's levels that he wants to bring us to. There's things that he wants to reveal to us. But if we don't allow him to move in our life, if we don't allow him to work in our heart, it, it, it won't make sense. We keep falling short. We keep falling back because we cannot do it by ourselves. We cannot make it without his spirit. And, and you know, in, in that lies true life because Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. If we're not allowing Jesus and if we're not obeying his word, then we're really, and, and we're just trying to cherry pick the good ideas you know, uh, and this this is something that I really kind of came uh, to the conclusion of when I was younger is that I, I'm either going to be in this or I'm going to be in the world because being in the middle stinks because I don't fit in. And I, I'm, I'm bored at church. Uh, I know I'm missing something when I'm in the world. And, and I just don't feel like I have purpose. And it doesn't make sense. So I had to decide that, you know what, I, I want to try to start doing what God, what his word says. That means when he says to do this, I want to do that because because that's life. Because that is the way, and this is truth, and, and I believe, I still believe that there's a truth. I know the rest of the world might not believe that, but I believe that there is an absolute truth, and that that absolute truth manifested in the flesh, and he made it to where you and I can live, and it's the truth in your situation. It's the truth when you're down, and you're alone, and you don't know what to do and what to say, and it's that truth that'll speak to you in a still small voice and say, I want you. I want you to spend some time with me. When's the last time you spoke with me? When's the last time you cried out to me? When's the last time that you let go of that weight and stopped carrying it yourself because you believe that he is the creator, because you believe that he does love you, because you believe that his way is true? I can talk about this. I can talk about being a Christian till I'm blue in the face, and it will not save me. It will not change me. It will not reach the world, and I will be dead in my flesh. I'll be sitting on the pews and dying because Talking's not enough. Telling others that we're Christians not enough. It's about that relationship with God. It's about going after the Spirit of God. It's about allowing Him to work in me. And listen, and you've probably experienced this before, but when you start to do it just a little bit, when you start to spend time and you start to feel His, his presence, 
it's weird because all the other things, they don't even matter anymore. My plans, they can get set aside because this, I, I, I'm tasting some new wine here, and it tastes good. And it, it, and it makes me feel like uh, I'm a little bit happy. I mean, there's something about this new life that's leading and guiding. And, and you know what? I have this joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. There's, there's something about walking in his presence that makes life worth living. Especially in this day and age, and especially in this dying world where we are battling with our flesh at every turn. You turn on the radio, you listen to any kind of thing, it's all bad news. It's all kinds of stuff going on. It's a fallen world, and I don't even want to have to entertain that mindset. I don't want to have to worry about the political battles because God's agenda is still going forward. And if I put on the mind of Christ, it's going to be all right. It don't matter if everybody's coming after us. If you've got his peace, which passes all understanding, you've got nothing to worry about. You know that when you're alone and you're struggling, God is with me. And he can lift me up and he can put me on higher ground. And I'm going to make it and it's going to be all right because he loves me. I need his spirit. I need him to uh, work in my life. I need to allow him to have his perfect way because it's only in him. We cannot go after the flesh. That means my plans, when I look at my life, is God in my plans at all? My future endeavors, my job plans, my placement, spouses, whatever. What, what is, is God in your plans? Because that's going to really determine if you examine your life, what you're going after. What am I going, am I going after the good opportunity? Am I going after stuff that's going to build up my carnality, which might in turn pull me further away from God? Or am I making a God decision because I'm allowing God to move in my life and I'm going to turn away what might seemingly look like a good opportunity because I want to be I want to make it. I want to live this life. I don't want to I don't want to walk around and survive and just die. I want to live. And in this life, I'm telling you. If we would get this, if I would, if we would put on the mind of Christ and allow his spirit to lead us, it would make a difference. It would make a difference. It would make a difference in this church. It would make a difference in this community. It would make a difference in your family. It would make a difference all around because it's his spirit and he has something for us. He didn't just give us a quick experience and say, you're in the church now. It's not enough. It's not enough. We, we cannot go out and try to knock on doors and tell people about something we don't even know about. We want to go out there. We're like, we, we'll get it backwards, and we'll want to go out there and try to witness and try to do Bible studies, and we'll try to work ourselves into the kingdom, and uh, it, it, we can't do it without his leading. It won't make sense. In, in fact, we'll fall short. We'll give a, a great old Bible study, and we'll study and study and study, and, and we're not even allowing the Spirit of God to bring revelation in our life that this is what that scripture means and 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 so we'll go out there and and we'll try to do these things and we'll get ahead of ourselves. but it, it makes a difference when you allow God to speak to us there's no way it will look like foolishness because God's spirit will illuminate no 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 my ways are higher than your ways no what, what you see in the surface level there's there's more to that there's this is deeper and and you know what the cool thing is what I'm telling you is not some big, far, unreachable thing. I know that probably several people are thinking, well, that's, that's for the preachers. That's just for those who feel like this call 
No, no, this is for everyone. This is for everyone. And I'm telling you, if you want to make it in this world, if you want to live, what I'm proposing is to just think a little bit more, to spend a little bit more time, to put God in your plans. That means think, what does God want me to do about this? What does God think about this? And I tell you what, you will, dis- you will start to develop a burden for people. You will start to develop a burden for his ways. Because the great commandment to seek the Lord, seek God, and to love him with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and all your strength. That's the great commandment. But then the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. It ain't going to happen if you don't love him first. Because I, I would say that... Uh, the very least, you could love somebody's soul, but if we're not even working on our own soul, and if we're not even in our own relationship with God, and if we're not allowing the Lord to move in our life, we're definitely not going to care about other people because we're walking around like dead people. We're just lost. We need to allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives. So I have to ask myself, am I entertaining old things? Or did those old things pass away? Am I putting those things aside? Am I, am I allowing the Lord to uh, transform my mind? Am, is he, am I spending time? Am I praying in the spirit? Am I, am I spending that time with the Lord that I need? I need, I need, I need to do that. We need to do that. We cannot get around it. We need to spend the time with it. We need to spend time in the Lord's presence. If we're going to always make plans and, and think about the things that please the flesh, and being carnally minded, then that's probably what we're going to be about. That's probably what we're going to be going after. That's probably where our plans will be. But if, we, if we're always making plans and thinking about the things of God, the things that please him, and being spiritually minded, then that's probably what we're going to be about. So just saying where you're at in your life, and I have to examine myself. And if I even ask the question, if I even get to that point, how come I don't feel like this? How come I'm not experiencing this joy? Or, or why don't I really care about people? Or maybe you did at one time and you're just you're kind of missing it a little bit. And, and, you're, and you're wondering why you're just, you don't have this desire or passion to do the things of the Lord. Well, I, that's, this is a good time for us to examine our life. What is it that I've been about? What is it that I've been feeding? Have I been feeding mostly my flesh? Have I been entertaining just my life? Uh, I mean, have I been entertaining what makes me feel good, and uh, am I just trying to reason my way through things, or have I been spending time feeding my spirit? Have I been spending time in the Word of God and and in prayer, and have I been spending time allowing the Lord to move in my life and and, and seeking His uh, will? And those are some things that can help indicate what direction you're going in, what we're about. Philippians 2, verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I believe that that's the same mind. It's his will and uh, his work in your life. And then verse 13 says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's amazing. He He can change your life. I mean, obviously... He's made it to where we get to come into relationship with him. He made it to where we can be able to walk with him, to hear his presence, to hear his voice, to feel his presence, to allow his perfect will and give us purpose. And he wants that from each of us because this is life and it's that more abundant life. 
It's joy unspeakable. In his presence is fullness of joy. It's hope. It's peace that passes all understanding. Would you, would you stand with me? Let's just pray real quick. In Jesus' name, Lord, God, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the moving of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have each time we can go to you in prayer, Father, that you hold the life. You hold keys to life in your hands, Lord God. And I thank you, Jesus, that when I call on your name, you hear my voice and that my prayers, they don't just fall flat on the ground, that, Lord, you know what it is that we go through, and you know what it is that we face, and, Lord, you know what it is that I'm after right now, and I pray that as we examine our life, Lord God, we would be aware of what it is that we've been feeding, Lord, in our life. If we've been after the flesh, Lord, help us to make good decisions and to see what it is that you want for us, Lord, and I pray that your word would get a hold of our heart, Lord, that you would lead us into understanding in your word, and, and revelation would consume us, Lord, of your spirit. I I pray in Jesus' name that you would bless these people here today, Lord, that you would continue to move and enlighten and show your truth to us, Lord, that we would have that peace and joy and understanding to make it in this world. I thank you for your goodness and for what you're doing, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. If you believe that, why don't you clap your hands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, I, uh, I ended this a little earlier than I thought. Why don't you just greet somebody, encourage somebody in Jesus' name. We got a couple minutes, and then we're going to go ahead and start a main service. Thank you.